Hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the place I talk about a lot of dad stuff as well as a lot of guy stuff. You know the story, right? Well, anyways, I just wanted to touch quickly on last week's episode. After proofing that episode, I just wanted to reiterate a couple things, I guess. Just, I don't know. I was just thinking about it, and it's just, I just keep coming to the same topic and the same thing. Just just be nice to your spouse. Be thoughtful. Don't take advantage, so to speak. Do things that you know make them feel good, even if they say, quote-unquote, it's fine, or they don't care, whatever. Which may be true to some extent, but sometimes they do care. And this goes both ways, guys, gals, all that stuff. It just doesn't take much energy to do what you know is right and to not be selfish. I think in a marriage, we should really try to do things that make it easier on the other person. Not because we love doing certain things, but in my opinion, sometimes we do them because we don't want our spouse doing them. The whole, I want you to want to do the dishes scenario, you know, Jen Aniston and, uh, what's that other guy's name? Owen? No. The really tall, freakishly tall guy. Anyways, I don't necessarily want to fill the car with gas in the wintertime. It it sucks. It's cold. I don't like doing it. But I also want to do something nice for my wife so she doesn't have to go fill the car with gas in the middle of winter when she goes out to do her job or to run errands. Do you kind of know what I'm saying here? And back to the mustache thing. I'm not going to grow a mustache just because I think it's cool and I look like some d-list celebrity or something like that and i know my wife enjoys a clean shaven face and i would rather make her happy than be selfish and annoy her with some novelty that i think is cool and and funny i mean i don't know how i would like it if she wanted to grow armpit hair because she thought it was cool you know i've i guess i've never had that situation come up so i don't know how i'd react but it's kind of the same thing So anyways, I just wanted to express a bit more to just do those things or in the last case, not do those things and and try to make your spouse happy. Sounds sappy, happy, sappy. That was dumb. Sounds sappy, but that's that's fine. Also, by the way, you may hear my kids in the background. I'm doing this. I'm recording this in the middle of the day and they are playing and doing things. So Apologies if you hear screaming children throughout this episode. All right, so enough with that stuff. Just a quick on this day, February 25th, 1964, a 22-year-old Cassius Clay beat Sonny Liston for the first world title, becoming heavyweight champion. Now, I don't really follow boxing that much. I never have really cared about it, I guess. But one thing I really didn't know, Cassius Clay is better known as Muhammad Ali. Is that just common knowledge? Did everyone know that? If it is, I feel kind of stupid, but oh well. So anyways, after his uh, world championship, after his first world championship, he joined the Nation of Islam, who his friend Malcolm X was an outspoken leader for. And later that same year, he rejected his name that was originally given to him by the owner of enslaved people, and he adopted the Muslim name of Muhammad Ali. So that's just a kind of an interesting tidbit. I did not know that. Oh, and also Samuel Colt patented the first revolving barrel multi-shot firearm. So 
I'm kind of into guns a little bit. I think they're cool. I don't own a ton of them, but uh, that's still kind of a neat little tidbit. So the more you know. Do-do-do. Okay, so onward with this most likely short episode since I am on the road, technically. I am headed to California. No, I am headed to Colorado to hit the slopes, bro, to shred the gnar. Do people talk like that still? I don't know. I feel like that was a really big 80s or early 90s thing. Point break era, maybe. Maybe just the surfers do that, you know? They do the hang loose sign and all that. Maybe not so much for snowboarders and skiers, but okay. Anyways, but yeah, me and my buddy Andrew, you may remember him from this podcast. We are going to meet up in Colorado and go skiing, go snowboarding. We're going to go to Crested Butte, which is a resort that I have never been to. It's pretty sweet. We have a ski in, ski out lodge. So that is, that's pretty badass. That makes any trip better when you have that accommodation. But yeah, it should be a great trip. I'm I'm driving down after our snowboard session and going to visit my parents for a few days in southern Colorado. So that should be great since I haven't seen them in quite a while. Oh yeah, and I am driving. I just mentioned that. It's a freaking 17-hour drive. And I really don't know why I do this to myself. I say, yeah, I want to drive. Sounds great. And then the day of comes, which is technically today. And I'm just like, fuck, like why did I choose to drive? I don't know. And then I shake my head, but well, with the current airline situation, I figure I would rather be in control than suddenly get my flight canceled or delayed, which has happened multiple times since this whole pandemic thing has been going on. Flights getting shuffled around and I have very concrete dates that I need to stay at this mountain resort and that I did not want to miss. So that was a main reason why I decided to drive. And then plus, I'm driving down to go visit family after that too. So that's another big reason. I didn't want to rent a car for days on end. But I tend to make these foolish choices quite frequently. Is that, I don't know, is that just a guy thing or is it just just me? Um, well, and maybe not foolish, but I don't think a lot of people choose to drive across the country. But I don't know. I kind, I kind of like it. I, I like driving. Even though I complain about it, I, I kind of enjoy it. So yeah, my wife is staying home with the kids so I can kind of go play and relax and have fun for a few days and not have to worry about kids schedules and responsibilities and and cooking dinners for for the family and and all that stuff. So that will be a nice break. Now, what I kind of wanted to ask you and maybe you can answer in I don't know, a comment somewhere or reach out to me or whatever. But what I wanted to ask you was what do you think of taking solo trips or solo vacations without the family. So for quite a few years now, maybe 10, Jesus, yeah, 10, yeah, about 10 years, I've always tried to take a ski trip once a year to go, to go skiing, to go snowboarding, whether it's Colorado or Utah or Wyoming, wherever. I think the only years that I missed were the years that my kids were born and then last year due to COVID, of course. And actually for this trip, we initially were trying to plan out a family trip. My wife come, the girls come. It would have been my kids' first time experiencing uh, mountain activities, skiing, snowboarding, tubing, all that stuff. They've never done any of that before. So we were kind of getting really excited to take them. 
But then we started checking and pricing condos and rentals and flights and ski school and all that stuff. And it just kept stacking and stacking up and it just, the price just ballooned and it got crazy, like big time. Condo rental was crazy. Airline tickets for four people was just, I don't know, a small fortune. Rental car pricing is still pretty wild. And then we were going to need some big SUV to haul all our gear and car seats and kids and and all that stuff so it just it just got so expensive and we just decided to scrap the whole idea and then just me go like a normal year that I have been doing and I think I don't know I feel bad but I think we will take them to a local place around here and see how they do at a small resort we can just drive to for the day before shelling out those big bucks on a big resort vacation so is it selfish for me to do this to to just go on this trip without the family and continue on and not have it bother me. Right now it's considered, it's what Indiana calls winter break. And kids have a random week off in February. And a lot of my friends here are taking family trips. They're going to local ski places, maybe up in Michigan. They're going to Wisconsin. They're going to water parks. Uh, some of them went to California for a week and did a big road trip out there. Well, they flew to California, and then they're driving around the coast. So part of me is feeling a little guilty, I guess, for taking a trip like this all to myself. And for quite a few days, I mean, I'm, I'm driving, so I'm going to be gone for probably 11 or 12 days, and that's kind of a long time. I've taken trips in the past, three to four day trips, but uh, this will be the longest that I have been away from my kids and wife, other than when my wife went to take care of family stuff. You know, a few weeks ago, she was gone for two weeks. But my wife tells me that I shouldn't feel guilty, that I deserve it, and I should just go and have a great time and and uh, relax and all that stuff. And no doubt, that's, that's what I'm going to do. But I still feel kind of bad. But I do think it's good to be, you know, independent from your spouse or even from the kids from time to time. There has to be nice balance there too, I believe. We can't just be selfish and just do what we want to do all the time. I don't think that would really bode well. And I think that's when relationships could be strained, I guess. Like if I were to leave every single weekend and go snowboarding here locally, that really wouldn't be right. My wife would suffer, my kids would suffer, they would be annoyed, I was gone. And, and honestly, the older my kids get, the more I want to be around them and include them in the activities that I'm doing. It really does get better the older they get, I, I promise. If you have little ones, I promise it does. But like I said, I really think that there needs to be a nice balance. It's good to do those family activities. You're a unit, you're experiencing those things together. That's what creates a strong bond with your, you know, your wife and kids. It creates those great memories as a family. And it has to be the primary or the most important aspect, honestly. Our kids are only young one time. Honestly, we have a very limited window, really. And I think I heard that actually from a Jordan Peterson clip, that our kids are young once. And if we only do things for ourselves, selfishly, then boom, you know, all of a sudden time will be gone and we will have completely missed it. So just really something to think about. I mean, at, at times, it's, it's going to be okay. It'll, it'll have to be okay or necessary to put your own needs, wants, trips, whatever, 
on that back burner and you're going to need to focus on your kids and your family and and that's just that's just the way it is now as far as the flip side to this coin the other side of the balance so to speak we still need to do things for ourselves personal things that we enjoy personal things that make us happy i think that really keeps us sane to a certain degree to get that time to only be worried about ourselves, to be a little bit selfish at times. I mean, we are individuals, right? And it's good to be independent from the family, sure. I don't want to forget who I am as a person, as an individual, and just turn into some sort of blob that has no hobbies and no nothing, and I'm just swallowed up by, you know, the monotony of the day, I guess. I don't know and doesn't do anything fun and doesn't do anything exciting. So it's actually nice to really combine the two, which, yeah, it's hard to accomplish when kids are really young, but once they get old enough, it's it's really enlightening to incorporate your kids into activities and trips that you are passionate about, like skiing and snowboarding for me. This year we're going to try to take them to that little local place, like I said and get them involved in something that I love and hopefully they will enjoy that and love it too and then we'll be able to do that as a family and then create those memories and then we're all happy right we're doing things together I'm getting my snowboarding in and I don't know it's just that 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 perfect combination and this goes with anything too not just snowboarding I guess it could be anything you're into fishing or or hunting or even just travel or photography or whatever or for me working on stuff in my garage I I, that's a really big hobby of mine I love doing it and I get excited every time I get to share it with my kids at least when they're into it they're not really into fixing stuff like that so much but you know when they are it's it's really fun all right lastly in this little segment I've talked about this before it's something that I think is is much needed in a relationship and that's taking trips with just your spouse if you're if you're able to anyways. That's another aspect that I think is really important. Like when me and my wife went to Miami this last fall, we didn't have our kids, they stayed with grandma. And I get it, those trips are are few and far between. They're not possible very often, but much appreciated for sure, like 100%. So if you have that ability, or if you have family, or someone that will say, hey, I'll take the kids for a weekend, maybe think about getting away and doing that just try it out and just just if you have the opportunity just do it because reconnecting and bonding with your spouse without distraction is is one of those things that's it's just sometimes it's needed and and sometimes you can do it at home even even when you have your kids say you don't have the opportunity to have someone babysit your kids for a weekend like that you can still set stuff up at home and I know I'm getting way off topic here, but you know you can you can put the kids to bed and you can pop a, a a drink and then you can really put some music on and just reconnect. Maybe it's only for two hours instead of a weekend, but it's still something you can do. So, anyways, all right, moving on to the last thing I just wanted to talk about real quick. I know this is kind of a short episode today, but I'm a little tight on time, so. Anyways, I'll just get right into it. What usually happens on trips you take? What happens on trips when you you go hanging out with the boys and you're having fun? What happens? Drinking, right? Excessively drinking. 
you're hanging out with the boys, you're having a great time, and nine times out of ten, it coincides with boozing it up excessively, drinking alcohol, doing whatever. And I did a whole episode on this as well, on alcohol and relationships with it and habits and all that stuff quite a while back. And honestly, I don't even remember what I had talked about. I'm not going to get too deep on it today, but my opinion hasn't really changed. I don't I don't drink a whole lot. I never have. I mean, yes, I've gotten, you know, intoxicated. I tend to take a lot of breaks, though, for decent time periods sometimes. Weeks, I'll not drink. Even months, I've gone without drinking. I even started the whole dry January thing, and it went okay. I didn't do the whole month, but I made it to, like, the 20th, and then I ended up just having a random glass of wine with dinner with my wife. And uh, that was fine. I didn't I didn't overdo it or blow it out of the water and and totally, you know, drink myself to oblivion. So with this trip, I'm going to try and not avoid alcohol, but avoid drinking myself to that level to avoid getting totally drunk. Every time I do it, every time I drink excessively, I regret it every single time. I imagine I told you my last story when I drank some whiskeys and bourbons with some of my neighborhood buddies and we got totally shit-faced and the following couple days were absolutely awful so I've really been trying ever since then to not do that and not get to that point well anyways I really want to avoid that completely and I've actually been noticing lately maybe within the past year or so and I thought it was just me but I've been noticing an influx in NA beverages kind of popping up as if it's becoming something. It's gaining some traction in popularity, which I think is really cool, actually. And I remember not so long ago when drinking an NA beer or something was kind of odd or kind of weird or people looked at you like you're a recovering alcoholic at one point or that you have some problem with booze. It just seemed to have that stigma around it. Granted, that's all in my opinion. I don't I don't know if anybody else thinks that way, but that's how I that's how, you know, it seemed to me anyways. People would be like, "Oh, what are you drinking that for?" type of attitude, or people just silently thought that you had an issue with the real stuff. I mean, my dad drinks NA beer. He just likes the taste of beer. And he doesn't like the effects of alcohol. So I just think that's kind of cool that this trend is kind of taking off and more people are feeling that way. I actually read a study in a CNBC article. I think it was from late 2021, but it said that the sales of NA drinks or mocktails had been trending up in the past year. And according to data analytics from this Nielsen IQ, the sales of NA drinks are up 33% this past year with like $330 million in total sales of beer, cider, and even NA spirits. So that's some really, that's some pretty amazing growth, I think. I don't know numbers, but it sounds pretty damn good. And I've never had an NA spirit, so maybe I'll have to pick one of those up at some point and try it out. I'm kind of curious. So more and more people are getting on this wagon. Yep, wagon, bandwagon of not consuming alcohol. And I think that has to do with a few factors, health being a big one. People are realizing that alcohol is not that great for you. Despite what you've heard when you were younger, that what was it? Drinking a drink a week or something was actually good for you, something like that. 
I feel like I remember Dr. Oz telling me that two glasses of wine is the elixir for your heart, and it, it makes your heart work better and keeps your blood pressure lower, some shit like that. I don't remember. And maybe Gen Z, I kind of get the feeling that Gen Z thinks drinking is too quote-unquote mainstream, and they don't do it. And by the way, I don't know if you have this same perception, but do you perceive Gen Z kids as like these young emo punks that think everything is totally lame? I don't know. That's that's kind of how I see them, and I, I don't know why. I don't even... Is there emo kids still? Like when we were younger? I don't, I don't know. But anyways, that's how I see them. And also maybe people aren't feeling that peer pressure that was so prevalent when we were in our early early 20s in right in that prime drinking age now we're able to buy one of these na drinks it it looks like any other microbrewed beer it smells like beer it tastes like beer and it allows people to participate without all those questions that come when you're drinking a bottle of evian and it wasn't but a couple years ago that seltzers were huge like huge everywhere everyone's making a seltzer and i don't know if that's still continuing but i still see new brands that i didn't see before still coming up but me personally i'm kind of burned out on them kind of kind of over them but maybe this next maybe the next wave now is these na drinks there's becoming more and more of a variety of them in the market too athletic brewing is one elixir curious elixir something like that recess hairless dog are just some that i have tried and heard of and just so you know they aren't entirely alcohol free i think they can have up to 0.5 half a percent of alcohol and still be labeled NA. So just keep that in mind if you're looking for something that is truly alcohol-free. And me personally, I've had a few of the athletic brewing drinks as well as a couple curious elixirs, and I've not been disappointed. They've been they've all been really really good. And like I said, they taste like beer. By the way, this episode is brought to you by Athletic Brewing. Now you can welcome drinking into your home without the hassle of cleaning up your vomit the next day. Right? That's kind of a bonus. That'd be a great commercial. Anyways, just kidding. Uh, I don't have any sponsors, but yes, Athletic Brewing has, uh, they have some really good flavors. Gold Nail or something like that, I've tried and it was really good. They also have a stout that is really good. And and like I said, they, uh, they taste like beer. They, if you enjoy the taste of beer. So it's kind of cool. But I have noticed that they are kind of expensive. I believe a 12-pack of the Athletic Brewing is around 19 or 20 bucks. So yeah, it's it's up there when you can get a you can get a 12-pack of of Miller Lights for $12. So it's it's got some heft in the price department. But I don't know, maybe that price will come down when the when the shine wears off and and once they're more widely available, I could kind of see that price dropping a little bit. Oh, and before you harp on me, about what the point is like i said it allows you to socially drink without feeling out of place everyone likes to bond over a brew right so it allows you to do that it allows you to have a drink with your buddies and not feel like you're being left out or not partaking which i know that sounds very peer pressure now that i'm saying it it sounds very like not a good dynamic but it is what it is so yeah, instead of me heading out to the mountains and getting loaded at 9,000 feet, I'm going to swing by and pick up a couple cases of these athletic drinks and enjoy some cocktails and mocktails without the alcohol and without getting super loaded. 
and I think it's going to make my trip that much better. So that's that's my plan. Hopefully I'm able to do it and stick to it. So we will definitely see. I'll update you on that. All right. So that is all I had for this episode of Stay at Home Dad's podcast. Let me know through social media or through podme.com if you've tried any of these new NA drinks. Do you have any that you may recommend? And what did you think of them? Did you, did you like them? So please uh, shoot them my way. Let me know. Anyways, thanks again for listening. You can go ahead and grab this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. And I will talk to you next week.